Thank you for joining us, and we are looking forward to diving into God's Word today. So I hope that you have your copy of God's Word in front of you and ready. We're going to be in 1 Chronicles today. Last week we were in 2 Chronicles, and we talked about our vital responsibility in this this age and in what is going on. And today we're going to be talking about our vital choice that we have today with all that's going on. I don't know about you, but, you know, can I have a little complain session just for a moment? It's going to be around food. I really want to go to a restaurant and eat bad. I, my wife is cooking some of the best stuff. I mean, we, we had this rice and chicken thing, and she told me last night that I would not get to uh, have it today. She's going to fix something else, and I was so disappointed because it's just so good. But, you know, getting to eat out, but you know what, Jimmy Davis, I'm sure you're watching. I noticed this morning on the way to church, Danny's Donuts still has their open light on, so that's a good thing for us to be excited about. Uh, there's a lot of things for us to complain about. There's nothing in the stores. We can complain about being home a lot. and We're not around people. We can complain about a whole bunch of things. And it, usually it's about this time when we're in the midst of a crisis that we begin to focus on all the things that's wrong, that we're missing, that, that people aren't doing this, the governor's not done that, the president's not done this, or they did that and I don't like it. And a lot of that's going around. You've probably seen it. You've probably heard it. There's a lot of complaining happening. So what are we to do at this point? I believe God's Word gives us very good clarity that we need to have a holiday right now that's normally in November. And that's Thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but I sure could handle me some uh, turkey and dressing right now and maybe some pumpkin pie, something like that. Uh, but right now we need to do something like Thanksgiving because that is important for us during this time. So today we're in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, and as we face these difficulties and our hearts and our minds begin to turn toward all the things we're missing and what's wrong, I want us to look at what's going on here in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. There is a, 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 a move to get the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem and put back into the tent so that worship can begin and, and get going there under King David. King David has gotten these people together and he's asked somebody in particular to be part of this celebration. And in verse 7 of chapter 16, he says, Then on that day David first assigned Asaph and his relatives to give thanks to the Lord. See, this is, uh, in the NIV, it doesn't necessarily say to give thanks. It says a psalm of thanks. This is a song here that we're about to read. It is a psalm, just like you'd find in the book of Psalms. Uh, it is actually a psalm. It's a song. It is a praise of thanksgiving. And I believe in my spirit, as the Lord has led me to this, that that's what we need now more than ever as followers of Jesus Christ, as the church, as people who are getting through this whole idea of the corona, we need to be ushering up some thanksgiving in the middle of all this. And as we look at this, I want us to talk about how we can be filled. We can find snippets from this entire psalm that's found in chapter 16 in, in different psalms that, that are in the book of Psalms. For instance, uh, Psalm 105, Psalm 96, Psalm 106. They all contain portions and parts of the psalm that we're about to go through. But I want us to look at being filled today and really understand some important parts about Thanksgiving. The first thing that I want us to really realize today is that being thankful is a choice. 
Being thankful is a choice that we as individuals, as men and women, as children of God, we make a choice to be thankful. It usually doesn't come very natural, especially if we're going through difficult times. I want us to look in verse 8 here where it says, um, after David has assigned this idea of giving thanks to Asaph and his relatives, he says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. That in itself carries with it this idea that there is a choice to be made to give thanks. Let's keep reading. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Speak of all His wonders. Glory in His name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Remember His wonderful deeds which He has done. His marvelous and the judgments from His mouth. The marvels and judgments from his mouth are good, ladies and gentlemen. And today, as God's children, we should turn to make the choice of giving thanks in the midst of all this. Over in verse 34 of this same chapter, it very clearly says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Somebody say good with me. You need to help me preach this morning. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His loving kindness, loving kindness is everlasting. See, we are to give thanks to the Lord. I know today may be a little tougher than yesterday or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But let me tell you something. My God's still the same God and we can still usher thanks and praise to Him because He has not changed at all. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything give thanks. I know sometimes we are really worried about uh, being in the middle of something difficult and we are wondering how can we find something to be thankful for. I'm not thankful for this, this hardship. I'm not thankful for this death. But there's something to be thankful for because God is moving and working. It is one of those things that we can truly turn our hearts toward the Lord. The second thing, not only being thankful is a choice, but giving thanks is a God thing. I know this last week we've seen a lot of the uh, thankfulness going out to our doctors and our nurses and our first responders and our police officers and our military and, and even to our truckers and those filling the, sh the shelves and the store workers. We're giving thanks to them and trust me, that is a great thing. I'm glad we're finally being thankful and not taking for, for advantage those people who work so hard. But here's something I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. Let's lean into this just for a moment because... Being thankful is a God thing. God is the one who supplies. God is the one who's given the doctors and the nurses the knowledge. Yes, they've gone to school, but God has ushered in this whole idea of how to take care of people and help people be educated. It is a God thing. We, we fail to give correct thanks if we only give thanks horizontally. We need to give thanks vertically as well. Because every good thing comes from God. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. In other words, the creator of the universe, the one who created the stars, the one who created the sun, the one who created the moon, all good things are coming down from Him. He is the source of all the good all the good in our life. It comes 
from God. So it comes from God. People, see, here's, here's the problem, Larry, is people want the goodies without being thankful to the God who's given it to them. They want to be thankful for the goodies that they receive, but they don't want to be thankful for God for giving it to them. And that puts us in a bad place because why would God give you anything else if you can't be thankful for what He's already given you? Because He knows you're, you're not going to be lifting up His name and praising Him for it. So how much more thankful we would be if the sunrise did not come up tomorrow? How much more thankful would we be for, for uh, our home if we no longer had one? Many people are looking at difficult situations now with employment, with, with their job, with things going on. And so we are beginning to turn our eyes a little bit more toward things to be thankful that we weren't thankful for before. But we have to be thankful in this time. God's blessing sometimes it seems to dull our gratitude because God will bless us and bless us and bless us and then we just become dull to be being thankful and thankful and thankful. We seem to struggle to be thankful. But God has put us in a position right now in our communities and in our country that we can be thankful. That we, we are beginning to look at things that we've never thought about before and thank God for them. Not only does... Is it a God thing because it comes from God, but it needs to glorify God and it needs to lift Him up when we're thankful. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are thankful, we need to point to God as well. When we are thankful and we are thankful for those who are working, those who are here this morning, those leading us in worship, we need to thank God for them. Because being just thankful for someone is really good and important and we let them know that. But when, when someone says, I thank my God for you, then that takes it to a whole new level. Paul, when he wrote his letters, if you look in the New Testament and Philippians, if you look in uh, all of his letters, one of the things that you'll find very common in most of his letters are the words, I, am, I thank my God for you. To me, that is a whole other level of thankfulness. I thank my God for the doctors and nurses right now. I thank my God for the first responders right now. See, what happens is you go from glorifying a person to glorifying God while you're encouraging a person. Do you understand that? That is an important idea to keep in mind with biblical thankfulness is that we need to glorify God while we encourage people because if we just encourage people, we're missing an opportunity to give glory to God. So today, this message is about this. We want to be able to, to, to make a choice to be thankful, but we also want to make a choice to, to be sure that we're glorifying God in the midst of our thankfulness as we are uh, going about our days. You know, one of the things that we often think is that it's hard to find things to be thankful for. Things like, well, I got up this morning, and someone may say, well, God's got me up hundreds of times before. Well, you know, keep in mind that you don't want him to miss a morning for getting you up. You know, I, I've, I have plenty of food in my house, and that seems so trivial to thank God for. But what if that supply ran dry? Thanking God for all the things you have in your life gives glory to Him. And that's where we need to go. Number three, uh, not, only, not only are we thankful out of a choice, not only are we to give thanks... Because it's a God thing. But number three, number three, thankfulness encourages people, and I like this one, and robs the devil. 
It robs the devil when we're giving thanks and glorifying God in the midst of it. See, I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd like to give the old slew foot a black eye. And one great way to do that is to, to bring God into the element of giving thanks and giving praise for what's going on. Looking around at what God has given us and how He has blessed us. See, the story in Genesis, as we look at creation and all was created, and then we get into chapter 2 and, and, and the devil comes and he begins to tempt Eve. And see, what he does he's, is he gets Eve's eye off of all the things she could be thankful for and starts looking at the thing that she doesn't have, look at the thing that's not as good, and started to begin to, to usher in this mindset and idea that I'm missing something. Which leads to complaining. And then what happened? She fell. And Adam fell. And sin entered into the world. See, the devil wants to take us to a place where we'll be disgruntled and, and complain and argue and fuss. Let me encourage you today. During this time more than ever, let us be thankful. Let that be the first thing that comes out of our mouth before we offer any criticism. Let us be thankful and thank God for things before we even begin to consider what to complain about. Because let me tell you something. Not being thankful is not a God thing. It is a demonic thing. Romans chapter 1. John loves Romans and he loves Romans chapter 1 too as well. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Now listen to this verse very carefully. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or, what's your Bible say? Give thanks. They did not honor God and they did not give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. See, the one thing the devil wants us to do right now is just start complaining. Let's begin to find things to be thankful for that God is doing in the midst of all that is going on. How God is working in our lives, in, in our, our families, in our communities. And let's give God the credit. Let's put Him out there when we praise and when we say thanksgiving. Here's, here's our vital choice today. Our vital choice boils down to this. Where we place our minds, that will guide our hearts. Where we place our minds will guide our hearts. If our minds are set on the problems and the difficulties and, and how upside down this world is, then we're going to find ourselves beginning to sink and beginning to have a problem. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says this, Gina, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your pocketbook. That's not what it says. It doesn't say your pocketbook. It doesn't say about not being socially isolated. What it says is, but be transformed by the renewing of your 
mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's a renewing of the mind that takes place when we are thankful and we have a heart of gratitude. The devil does not want us to do that because the more thankful we are, the more praise we give to God, then all of a sudden, God's being lifted up and He's being defeated. And we want Him to be defeated today, so let's be thankful. Let's lift Him up in our thanksgiving. The most grateful people in the entire world should be the ones who believe in Jesus Christ. The ones who should be lifting up the praise and thanksgiving and encouraging other people should be us in the midst of all that's happening. Let us be the one to lead the charge and lead the way to start something on Facebook or Instagram or in our communities or something where we are giving thanks but we're pointing it to God as well at the same exact moment. You know, there's a story in Scripture in the book of Luke, about some people who were quarantined. How many of us are quarantined today? Go ahead and let's all just raise our hand. We're living in a world of quarantine-ism. Is that really a word? Maybe I just created a word. How about that? I could create words. So there were ten people living in quarantine because they were lepers. And one day Jesus was passing by. And they began to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And so Jesus stopped. And Jesus began to do a great work in their life. And He healed them. He cleansed them of their leprosy. And He told them to go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they are going on their way and they begin to realize what in the world has happened. We are clean. We no longer have this, this disease, if you will, where we have to be quarantined. And, and, and they're looking and they're going, oh my goodness, we're clear. We're, 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 we're free. Only one. Only one turned around and said, I'm going back to Jesus. And when he got back to Jesus, you know what he did? He gave thanks. Because Jesus said, where's the other ones? Where's the other nine? Are you the only one who will come and give thanks? See, we are, 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 we are in a position, ladies and gentlemen, that we can change the attitudes and the mindset of people everywhere simply by being thankful and pointing that thanks to God. See, I'm sure those other nine lepers were probably very, very thankful. But only one of them decided to go give thanks to Jesus Christ. You know, here's what happens a lot of times. I want to get an illustration just for a moment. I have a, a light and a globe here today. And you know how I read about He created the stars and He made all the things that are out there. And we know that there is a sun that is sitting out there in the universe right now. And that sun does not move. That sun stays right where it's at. That sun is just as bright today as it was yesterday and it will be just as bright tomorrow. That sun is there. Coronavirus is not touching the sun that's up there in the sky, that's out in the universe, that's shining down on the earth. And as we are pointing toward the sun right now, as you can look outside, and you can tell that the sun is on, on our side, we are, we are focused in on the sun, and the sun is shining on us. And what happens is, the sun does not move. The sun sits right there, but the earth, it rotates. And as it rotates, and as it goes around, the sun is no longer shining on us. We find ourselves in the dark. We find ourselves in a place that isn't as bright as it used to be. And the only way to get back to that place where the sun can shine on us and be bright again 
is by the earth turning on around and morning begins to shine and the sun is there. We talk about the sun coming up. The sun never moves. And here's my point. We have a sun that never moves, and that is Jesus Christ. He hasn't changed. There's not a thing about Him that's different today than it was two weeks ago, two years ago, 200 years ago, 2,000 years ago. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unmoving, unchanging. He is there to shine upon us. The only thing that moves is us. We're the ones that will move in the idea of what is going on in our life. We move from being thankful to being complaining. And as we complain, we find ourselves in the dark. The dark where the, 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 the devil, let, let me just call him that, the devil, Satan, is, is the master and prince of. We get there because we stop being thankful for what God's doing. And we find ourselves in a bad place in the only way. It's not for God to come to us, but for us to begin to be thankful again. And we will find ourselves back in the light, back in a place where God's light is shining on us, even in the midst of the trouble and all this COVID-19 stuff that's happening. So I want to encourage you today, be thankful and give God the credit because where your mind goes, your heart will follow. Where your mind continues to dwell, your heart is going to follow. So it's imperative today, ladies and gentlemen, that as followers of Jesus Christ and the Son of God and knowing that He died on the cross for us and we belong to him that we give thanks to him and we make him known not us and that's what is important today I know that today as many of us are living as many of us are trying to survive and work through the things that we're having to get used to ministry is different church is different but can I tell you something I am absolutely convinced there's going to be a brighter day. I am absolutely convinced the sun is going to shine again. That this is going to, to fade away and we're going to be able to find and see God moving in a greater and more powerful way. I am absolutely convinced that there's going to be a spiritual renewal within people's hearts and within their minds. And it's going to begin because God's people seek His face and humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, and they give thanks and glory to God for all that takes place in the goodness of our lives. So what are we to do? Well, I can tell you this, be very careful because you do not want to to find that you give praise more to the blessing than the blessor. Because Larry, you know what that is? If you give more praise to the blessing than you do the blessor, you want to know what that's called? Idol. Idol worship. When we take our eyes off of God, the giver of the blessing, and focus it just on the blessing, we're worshiping an idol. And we have to be careful. We have to make sure that the things we are given, the blessings that we find, we need to lift them up to God and give Him thanks. So what must we do? Well, I am absolutely convinced I need to make known God's work. Make known His work. Going back to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Verse 8, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Among the peoples. It's even in, in the New American Standard, it's got an S, which means it's plural, which means that it's a lot of people. I would even venture to say it was more than just the children of Israel. We need to let people know about the goodness of God. We have the greatest opportunity in history to do that. Facebook 
Instagram. We can email. We can text. We can call. Even when we're quarantined. We can make known God's good work. And God wants us to do that. Look at verse 12. Remember His wonderful deeds which He has done. His marvels and the judgments from His mouth. I want to bring a triple double dog dare to you today. I triple double dog dare you to start something radical on Facebook. Start posting Thanksgiving every day about what God has done and what He is doing. And be crazy about it. Be crazy about things that, that you're thankful for. Don't just look for the general, oh, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my family. I love my family. I want everybody to know I'm thankful for my family. But let's find those things that we're truly thankful for. How about, how about that moment when you get to sit down with your with your kid and just spend some time because before now you were too busy to do stuff I thank God that now I have some opportunities I didn't have before and God has removed some some of the excuses that I've always used to keep from getting something done God has given us opportunities let's find those and let's let people know that we're thankful to God for them because he's the provider so I will make known God's work. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4. It says, For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with, guess what, thanksgiving. One of the reasons why we give thanks before we eat. It, you know, when we sit down, when we go to eat something, uh, you know, sometimes my prayer is when, uh, like last night, after we eat supper, by the way, this is a little personal thing. We always have to have something sweet in my house. Every time we eat lunch or we eat dinner, Gina, we've got to have something sweet. Last night, I asked for some apple pie. And my son, Buddy, went in the kitchen and he made us all dessert. And he was scooping out some ice cream for everybody. I want you to know he brought my apple pie with two scoops of ice cream on top of it, heated up with chocolate sauce dribbled everywhere. Let me tell you something. What a blessing that was. That is a good thing right there. But as we look at these things that God is doing, we have to make known that God is doing a great and mighty work. We need to receive these things with thanksgiving. Last night when I'm looking at that apple pie, I'm going, Father, thank you for this apple pie. May you please bless it and remove all the calories that I'm about to receive in my body. But as we look at this, man measures good by whether I like it or not. And God does not measure things that way. Thanksgiving and blessings is not measured by whether I like it or it feels good. What He gives to us is good, and we need to find those things in that, and we need to make it known. The second thing is, and I like this one, Annie, you're going to love this one. Verse 9, you know what it says? Sing to Him, sing praises to Him, speak of all His wonders. I believe the second thing we need to do is just we, we need to worship God in song. Yes, we're in our homes right now. Yes, we're, we're quarantined and, and we can't go to work. But one thing we can do right now is we can praise God. I, I find myself sometimes just singing a song we've done here on a Sunday morning. That is a praise and worship. When we do our, our live streaming worship, sing along. Because the Bible right here declares to us, if you want to live in the light, if you want to live in the beauty of Christ, then sing to Him, sing praises to Him. So we invite you. I want to ask you 
to sing praises this week. Find a song, let it play, sing along. I'm very proud of, of, of my kids because they'll be pray, playing some Christmas, Christmas music, Christian music, Christian music, and they will be singing along with it a lot of times. Of course, I'm not opposed to playing some Christmas music right now because that might cheer up a, a few people in the world. But we need to be singing worship to God, it's right here in verse number 9. Last thing is this, I will continue to seek God. Look at verse 11. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face in the morning. Is that what your Bible says? Mine says continually. Seek His face continually. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face. Again, we see right here in First Chronicles 16, verse 11. Seek the Lord and His strength. Today, seek the Lord, continue. Continue to seek Him. We began that last week with that verse. Let us continue seeking God. And in all of this, let's be thankful. Let's give Him the praise for what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. Let's go ahead now and praise Him for the, for the solution to the corona. Let's go ahead and praise Him now for whenever we can go back to work. Let's thank Him now for what He is going to be doing within the medical field. It is okay to thank God for things in advance because you know what that's called? Faith. It's praying and praising with faith. This morning, the, the, our time of worship here was just fantastic. I wish you could have been here. It, it, it was one of the best. but It was great. And we need to be worshiping God and continually seeking Him. Let's not get so busy trying to get caught up that we forget about what the opportunity God has given us. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 36. In the same chapter, it closes with, with this. Verse 36 of chapter 16. Uh, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Let us praise God. Let us give Him thanksgiving. Here's your seven-day challenge. This week... I challenge you to communicate thankfulness every day this week to someone. Put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, call somebody, do something and be thankful and give God the credit. Yes, we again, I'm going to say, we can say, I am so thankful for the, our first responders. But how about just rephrasing to say, I thank my God for the first responders and what they are doing. By doing that, we're giving glory to Him and we're giving thanks and encouraging people. Let's not miss the vertical part while we do the horizontal. So I challenge you to do that over the next seven days. I know it's been crazy and wild. And I know this morning many of you may be struggling and Gina's going to come and begin to play now. And I want to give you an opportunity today to respond. I want you to really begin to think about what God's doing in your heart and mind. Maybe you're worried and scared today. Maybe you've been dealing with a lot of things in your life and you've been um, very in, in a place of, of maybe complaining and, and worry and you can't see the light because the tunnel is so dark right now and all you see is just dread. Can I tell you today, there is hope. There is hope that is coming and it's in Jesus Christ. So today, if you would like to for me or somebody to call you to pray with you if you've got a prayer request if you have a need i want to invite you to call the number to text the number to fill out the form to email us let us know and we will get in touch with you but right now where you are what i'd like for you to do i'd like for you to just bow your heads and pray and pray with me right now
Father, today we are faced with so many different things. We're faced with trouble and turmoil on every side. Lord, we're worried about what's going to happen and when this is going to be over. How's it going to impact our jobs? How's it going to impact our finances? What difference is it going to make in our children's lives? Lord, I was reminded just this week as I was looking at my daughter. She was born in 2001, right after 9-11. She's grown up in a world where terrorism has been a common word. And the year she was born, this country underwent a very difficult dynamic of being attacked by terrorists. She's a senior this year and she's graduating high school. And in the year that she should be having celebrations and our seniors across this country should be going to proms and having graduations, they find themselves going through another crisis. Lord, I pray for this particular generation to encourage them, to strengthen them, to let them see what you're doing so they can be thankful in the midst of all that they're missing. Lord, I pray that you will lift them up in the way that only you can. And Lord, for others who are trying to provide for people, who are working hard, God, I pray that you will encourage them as well and strengthen them. Lord, we pray today that you will just turn our hearts and minds to you. And Lord, if there's someone today that has not surrendered their life to you, that they've been looking for that peace, they've been looking for that hope, They've been looking for that thing that they've never been able to find. God, it's found in Jesus Christ. Today's the day. This is the moment to just simply, simply ask God to forgive you of your sins and to ask Him to take over your life. It's not any more complicated than that, my friend. Just ask God to forgive you, to take over your life right now in your own words. And He will come in and He will take over and you'll be made a brand new person. Lord, we pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, as it says in First Chronicles, all God's people said, Amen.